1: Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands this year that matter with Brad Steiner and Barry Corder?
3: The cavalcade of stars continue. A surprise guest has uh, said they're on the way. They're on the way to virtual camp nut butter. Uh, Bonnaroo weekend with Barry Quarter, Lord Taco. It's Brad Steiner on the what podcast. Welcome to uh, episode two from virtual camp nut butter. It's uh, been a glorious day so far.
0: So they're walking back from media. They're on yeah. the back road. They're coming back. The yeah. uh, little area there where we have the crawfish boil. And they're trying to find us because nobody knows how that split works except yeah, us. Yeah, there's two ways to go. There's one of two
3: ways to go. And if you if you go the wrong way, it could lead you to the wrong interest, entrance of Camp Nut right. Butter. And nobody can come through the back of Camp Nut Butter.
0: All right, Taco. Here's the challenge. You need to find the sound of... Uh, porta potty, porta potty doors slamming, right now, because that's what they're hearing.
3: <laughs> Follow the sound of the porta potty. Bam, Ooh.
0: bam. Man, we did.
3: There it. was, there was one year. Now our campsite has gotten a little bit better, but again, we're at the mercy of wherever they decide to put the porta johns, right? So, you know, some years it's a little further away, but but most years we unfortunately get lucky enough to be right next to the porta johns. And one year was the worst.
0: We were not only here. I met y'all.
3: Was the, yeah, it was the first year. So yeah,
0: I, I, you, you said Barry, you should join us. And I looked around, and I, <laughs> it, this is the dumbest group of people I've ever been around. They're, seriously, you think I'm kidding? I was like, it, I'm not joining you. You chose was, to be next to the. That quarter. one was.
3: Wait a second. Wait a second. You know me well enough. Do you think that I would choose to be there? That was a we need to stay on high ground conversation
0: from this decision ever. Who do you think made that decision? I'm not going to name names, but you know exactly who said it. Me, because, I was, was way back in the corner, because
3: happy. His, his quote was because for some odd reason, sometimes he when when camp would we would start setting up camp really really early on. He thought that it was the wild west, and if anything got. Harry he needed to be on high ground right and so uh that was the place like he wandered we got there really early and he wandered through that back lot that back forty maybe 10 times and he swore that that was the best place to keep away from flooding and i said that's fine but the porta johns are right there and so if it, if that wasn't bad enough we looked up the the that night the first night and we looked up, and there was this giant beaming light you coming right down on us. I mean, I, It was I, the worst it, spot we've ever had. It was this generator sound,
0: the bright light, and then bam, bam,
3: <laughs> bam, 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 bam. And all you guys night are like, the hey, port-a-pot. there's
0: Barry. Come join join us. And I'm like, no, nah, probably not, because uh, not only that, I had the best campsite I've ever had. Yeah, you are up against the tree line, huh? We were on the tree line, so there was nobody around me. And the secret little uh, porta potties back yeah. there, which we now, you know, we kind of we don't talk about. But
3: um, yeah, we're not. They're not very secret. The problem with the secret porta potties is not only are they secret to the people that are in the in at uh, Bonnaroo, but they're also secret to the people that clean them.
0: Uh, they don't <laughs> know anymore. they're there,
3: so they yeah. never uh, get cleaned after day two.
0: We got to get into that. That's a whole nother thing. But that was the worst. And all right, so. I. Uh, we'll get into it in a minute. That reminded me of such a funny story from last year. Of uh, Was it Doyle? Was it Doyle that came out of the porta pot? Oh,
3: no, don't even. Don't even. I still scrubbed my, the skin off of my <laughs> face. I ripped the skin off of my face just thinking about
0: that moment. <laughs> That's the best. She came That's, out of
3: the bathroom, and, you know, of course, I'm a I'm a germaphobe, and I, I lose my, my mind. And a jerk. I, and a well, jerk. You had no, already no, wound her up. I said,
0: no, said, no, said germaphobe. You wound her up. So she went into the porta potties and now tell the story. <laughs>
3: All I remember is her coming out and putting her hands on my face.
0: She walked. Uh, she walked out of the porta potties, walked right up to Brad, grabbed him by both cheeks, and said, "I didn't wash my hands," <laughs> and then walked off. <laughs> I had A small, small little panic attack.
3: Uh, uh, just remember teeny tiny. This morning. morning. I so, love that so the the thing was about that campsite was um, we oh, were unlucky that year. And we noticed the next year, we found the same spot. And luckily enough, we kept coming back to the same spot every year. And now we know exactly where our campsite is. The Every year, it's in the exact same right. little slice of that backstage um, forest area. And right. yes, I, I hate to say this to a uh, general admission uh, Bonnaroo person, but you guys have got it a lot better out there than you used to, so I don't feel as bad as saying it now. But we have nothing but trees back there. We have a forest of of shade. Well, we're at the mercy of whenever or wherever they decide to put the line of porta potty. Some years it's it's up 15 20 yards and some years it's right next to us. You know, at this point we've just come to grips with it because you know, it's either it's either be right there and get all the space in the world that we want or be somewhere else and be totally cramped.
0: Yeah. Totally cramped. That's why I'm challenging Taco to find that sound. <laughs> Bam. Bam. <laughs>
3: It is um, um
0: that and the smell, that's that's well, part I mean, of what to, I think be fair, of fair. To be fair,
3: the smell only comes around once every couple days because that's when they decide to clean them. It only smells when they decide to clean
0: them. Uh yeah, and it's not been that bad. What was the year that it was so bad? Yeah. 13, well, you know, 14, let's see, 14. Let's see, Taco, when you were out in GA, the
3: thing is is like the, the GA bathrooms, we get a lot of perks back there. So don't let me fool you. I mean, life is not hard. But the one thing that you guys got over us, and I'm saying this with, with all honesty as a pre-COVID germaphobe, uh, our bathroom situation is not good. It is not good, and it's never yeah. been good.
2: The, the bathrooms in Pod 2 were much better than the porta-potties we have.
3: They're disgusting, and they're the very last ones that ever get cleaned. Yep. They they just never get they never get cleaned anyway. So our guests our our surprise guests. I when I got the call they were going to be driving. Uh, they've already driven in. They've parked, and they're walking towards us. They should be passing, uh, the first line of porta potties right now. So literally at any moment they're going to be walking right through the Camp Nut Butter uh, marquee. And I just can't wait for you to see who has decided to stop by this year. It's a very very exciting moment. Oh my God! There <laughs> they are. They walk through <laughs> the Camp Nut Butter Marquee, <laughs> and they are here the repeats. The family of repeats, Jared and Kristen Corder, from the Repeat Repeats.
1: I didn't give uh, Skype permission to use the microphone, so I was about to hop on this call, and it was going to be silence. Then, like a grandpa, I had to be like, ah, oh, well, I was just pressing buttons <laughs>
0: We just had one of those. Yeah, he's uh, right there. We just <laughs> had one of those. No, the, the, this grandpa was giving the other grandpa instructions. That's what was funny about we've, it. we had a... We've you look good, Pardon me?
1: You're looking good. You're looking Thank like... Thank you.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, I know. I'm so happy to see you guys. I love this. Love this. This is this this is what
3: we uh, what we've tried to do is um, out of nowhere uh, treat this much like our B- Bonnaroo campsite and the Merv Griffin show. At any moment, anybody could pop in and uh, decide to a uh, crash camp. So uh, this is it, virtual campsite.
1: Great reference, Brad.
3: <laughs> you know, you. I try <laughs> I try to keep it current for the kids. Yeah, thank you. Yep. See. <laughs>
1: I think the root Roo crew are very big Merv Griffin fans. So I think you're yeah. damn right. They like
3: quality. They better like Merv Griffin, damn it.
1: Um, I that might be a DJ at one of the stages. You know, DJ Merv Griffin.
3: Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Jared, is that your uh, three-month beard or your four-month beard? How long is that taking?
1: My, I don't even know anymore. I don't know what is it. I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> this hair do whatever it wants. On yeah. That you know, we moved out to a farm, so naturally, it just now makes sense that just I let it all grow out, and then, of course, you know, quarantine and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. I, I'm I'm hoping that it m- helps our next. You know, the next series that we put out. Maybe it m- makes people go like, "Oh, he's going through a serious phase. He grew
0: up here." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it? Is it? Is it working, phase. Kristen?
4: I I personally love. The scruff, so I, I'm all for it. This is about as long as it's as he has let it get now.
3: Yeah. yeah. Are you okay with it being as long as Lord Taco's beard? <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that's only like two days. That's two yeah. days for Taco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grew that in the time for our last interview. It took 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
4: my, wow. Oh my gosh. He's Actually, got foods.
0: He's got a PBR in there somewhere.
1: Yeah. This is the first year that my mustache is connecting to my to the bottom half of my hair, so
3: yeah, I feel I like re- I can
1: take it. There. I remember
3: puberty too.
1: Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's very good. Do you, Brad? <laughs> yeah, sure do. How's
3: it, guys? What have you been up to? What's been happening other than uh, like uh living out in the country and and decorating the house for a perfect Skype set? Uh What else? Uh, what have you been doing?
4: We have been making a lot of music. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. We. I think we came off of the tour with the Black Keys and the record with the Black Keys just really, really inspired. And we learned so much in that process that we were sort of really ready to take everything that we learned and try to do it ourselves at home. Yeah. So we've had an extremely productive quarantine, although we started working on the record a little bit before the turn of the year. So we've, we've we've been at it for a bit now and it it might end, we might end up with a double record by the time <laughs> it's all over cuz we just keep going so yeah it's it's been good it's been as good as can be expected I mean you guys
3: you guys do nothing like i if you go back and look at it i don't know if you guys took a day off last year uh, how many shows or, or like you guys it felt like you were on the road all the time yeah. Uh, This this was probably (laughs) very welcome, a very welcome break.
4: It felt like that to us, too. So we were already planning on 2020 being kind of a quieter year for us and touring a lot less and just kind of working on music and honing in on kind of what our next chapter is. And so if there were a perfect year to be quarantined in your home, this would have been us either way so I
3: especially think- moving into a new house these are these are the best times to be qu- you would have been quarantined anyway you've yeah. got a new house you've got to build a fence that's- you've got to build uh you got to build a patio set you know you got I stuff to do
1: bond more than i gotta shave my beard that that's- <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's a weird juxtaposition because it's like um we're like stuck at home we're it's interesting it's like We're stuck at home. We're making. We're feeling really creative. We're making lots of music. We're spending all the time in the house that in this new house that we wanted to. It's not new, but I mean, in our new house,
0: right?
1: uh, That we wanted that we didn't get last year. Um, We feel like we're connecting with our family more and with our pets, and we feel really fulfilled in like so many areas of our life. But it's juxtaposed with like the constant feeling of just sadness of the world, you know. And that's uh, weird because there's like nothing to blame it on right now. You know what I mean? Like, I was telling somebody yesterday, it was like, because like we're just now seeing the like residuals from Glaze that came out a year ago, right? So it's like, you know, we're even like just not touring. We're doing okay. We've played a couple like online shows and things like that. People have been really supportive with that. So it's like, normally it's just, I, my excuse is like, yeah, I'm just like depressed because I'm all, I'm a broke musician. But when you don't like, don't, when you don't have that, or when you're like, I'm just depressed because I haven't been home in like six weeks because I've been on tour or, you know, just because I haven't spent enough time or with the pets. Or we're exhausted.
4: Or we're exhausted, <laughs> but we're
1: definitely not. We're sleeping all the time now, it feels like. So it's like, it's weird when you just feel sad about things, even though, like, a lot of things are going really well, but you just feel like the
4: world is yeah. kind of hurting. There's a lot of heaviness. Do you,
3: do you guys, uh, uh, and I know, I know this is going to be a little bit too personal, do you guys fight? <laughs> yeah.
0: No. We, we asked we asked them at Camp Nut that very question at Camp Nut. Butter, I know, but we? now we know
3: them better. Now they're yeah, you know, we demand yeah, the, the honest. They'll tell the truth
0: them. now. <laughs>
4: think of like well, so I I think we told you guys this, but we've never spent a night apart in since the day we. That's started.
0: right. That's right.
4: Yeah, and we really don't fight very often. I mean,
0: we we bicker,
1: but not often. It's usually when we start to feel cooped up. So like the first. How long have we been in quarantine right now?
4: Three months. It's March 11th. So March
1: 11th, we've yeah. been like basically not leaving the house unless it's for groceries or something. And I it was so good. It was just like, it was like it was like a montage out of a fucking rom-com. It's like every day for the first like month, we were like, you know, we were like, yes, we don't have to be anywhere. No one expects anything. We could just write music all day. We can play with the dogs all day. It was like so great. I was like, you want a pancake? You know what I mean? And <laughs>
2: Uh, yes, I do. I want a pancake.
1: <laughs> Literally, the other night, I was like, I'll make my favorite dinner, you make your favorite dinner. She made Jared,
0: Jared is the Oprah of pancakes.
1: Yeah, yes. Smoking
0: a, smoke a pancake.
1: Exactly. <laughs> But it really just in the last like couple weeks where there's this like weird interim where some people are out and some people are not and it's just like strange. I think we're both feeling a little cooped up. And so it's just easy to like, and it's getting hot. So it's just easy to be like hot and like, mm, don't touch me. Like, <laughs> right. Um, but the only other time that we got bickery that I can, and that's not even a word, was our first time at Bonnaroo.
4: Oh, but this was, yeah, this was 2012. Bonnaroo was hard on Jared year one. Well, this- the first couple of days were good. It was the last
1: day.
4: Yeah, that's true. It was it was day four. We went for all four days. We, we camped can't. as far out in GA as we could. We were not ready. Our On biggest... purpose? Yes. And the reason... And okay, yeah. we even had artist cast. Again, this was first year. The reason we did that is because my big concern was that it was going to be too loud for me to get any sleep any closer. I'm a really light sleeper. <laughs> yeah. And so we... Let's just go as far out as we can. We're still here, but we'll definitely get some sleep out yeah. there. And it, it <laughs> our butt to walk yeah. that much for four days straight.
1: And then the last day, Kristen, I was like, I, I took
4: a picture. I was like
1: being pouty or something the last day, and I was just sitting next to like a dumpster or you were, something. You were sitting <laughs> and Kristen took <laughs> a picture of <laughs> I know
3: that picture. I didn't know the story behind that picture, but I know exactly. I feel like I've seen it. I feel like you've shared that before.
1: Obviously, we love concerts, and we also love the outdoors, and we live in the woods. We love the camp, but four days at a music festival camping is like a, not the same as camping, like in the it's wilderness. Right.
3: So yep. that is so hysterical because, uh, the first year that I took, uh, the wife Hillary to, to Bonnaroo, I had already been before and I was swearing that I would never come back. I hated it so much because of exactly what you guys did. I did the same thing. Essentially. I, uh, had all of the passes, but I didn't know what the hell any of them meant. So I went into GA, and it turned into be a complete disaster. Well, when, <laughs> when she convinced me to come back, I was like, all right, but under only one circumstance, if if we're really taken care of and they make this something I can't even turn down. So we go, and then uh, the first night, they're really trying to lay it on thick to me because they they want me to to enjoy myself after all of the bitching and complaining that I did. I mean, Barry knows. If I've got a bitch, oh, it doesn't stop. It will yeah. go and go and go. Take and so uh, <laughs> so, <no. laughs> so they're laying it on thick back there, man. I mean they're making cocktails and cocktails and cocktails and, and Hillary just has not figured out that this is a this is not a marathon, this is a jail sentence. I mean, you have got to figure out how to maneuver your way through the jail. So that you don't, you know, find yourself in some trouble. Well, we go out, we get carted out to. Um, it was that the it's the other at this point. Yeah. Uh, so we're carted out and we get lost. Of course, she is plowed. I mean, she is completely hammered. She has n- and she all of a sudden starts fighting with me, and I'm like, "You can't leave me! We don't know how to get back." And oh so at this point, she is furious with me. I don't even know what the fight was about, but I was sort of sober. She was not. And she started just running away from me in the middle of the field. And I'm like, please don't do this. I don't know how to get back. Uh, so and then all of a sudden she runs and she stops dead in her tracks and she looks up and there was a mounty. There was a cop on a horse. And it was like this moment where, like, you know, she had seen sort of like a vision of God and then we finally get ourselves back to camp. She passes out. She wakes up the next morning, and she goes, did I see a horse?
1: <laughs> Doesn't have anything about the night before, except for the horse.
4: I can yeah. see this unfolding in my mind.
1: I feel like, uh, so to answer your question, we don't really fight. I feel like really thankful that like, she's my best friend, but also like, the stuff that ever makes me mad is usually stuff that she's very much right about. It's like, <laughs> we, I was like, should we, I don't know, should we play this show or something? And it's usually related to the band stuff. And she'll be like, she's really smart about that stuff. And she's really savvy and keen on like, you know, the building your own, building your business. And I'll and she'll be like, That no. is true.
4: It is actually yeah. 99% of the time band stuff where I am trying to be like, Quality over yeah. quantity, mm. and Jared is like the or,
1: opposite. Or like with music, she'll be like, I'll be like, what do you think of this? I'll spend like all morning like working on something. She's like, yeah, it's, it doesn't work. And I'll be like, fuck, she's right. <laughs> she's definitely right. It's not Just working. think about the uh, happiness you
3: could have if you didn't work together.
0: Oh just my think gosh. about it. <laughs> it's, it's like you guys are reading my mail. I'm sitting here. We just had this discussion at home. She's always right. She's, You know, I get so mad. Come on, we gotta be early, we gotta be early and we're 10 minutes late and nothing has happened. She's always right, you know? I'm sitting here listening to Brad. I'm listening to you guys talk about, though. My wife, Kelly, has only been to one Bonnaroo. She came up for the Springsteen night Mm -hmm. and she had to come and go through the whole rigmarole carrying all this stuff. She couldn't get on a van the rigmarole. (laughs) Brad loves... I would, That's a whole. A Merv Griffin reference. It's a Merv Griffin. <laughs> Go with it, Brad.
3: <laughs> if only I was, I was hip to the, the 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 words of the youth, like the you original.
0: And yeah, if you were hip to it, you would know what I was jiving about. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll never forget. It took forever for her to get a van from that Holiday Inn to the back, and this picture of her carrying, like, her pillow and food (laughs) and all of this stuff, you know. And um, the first thing she sees as we come out of our tent after she settles is a girl come running out from a van, dropping her pants and peeing in the middle of the road. And I'm like, welcome to Bonnaroo. (laughs) Let's go see Springsteen.
3: (laughs) And did she ever come back? Never came back. Okay, good. Never came good. back. Yeah, not her thing. Did, did she even bother to stay the rest of the night after Springsteen, or she just
0: yeah. bailed that night? No, she stayed and liked it. Actually, loved it. She gets it, which she's just not a. That's not a her thing. And uh, yeah. and yeah. and we've talked about this, Jared and Kristen. Kristen, yeah, it's if both sides aren't, you know, into it. It's, it's not a play. It's not a happy place for either, either side. Yeah.
3: You guys, you guys are are a testament to it. And I guess, I guess I am too, but uh, be take Barry's advice. If, and I've said this to taco me and me and Russ have talked about this in the past. Don't bring a significant other. (laughs) Don't bring a significant other unless you have complete confidence that this person is not going to ruin your weekend Being tied to another person of honor was a very, very, very
0: sketchy
2: proposition. Well, I I did in I did in 2018, and it worked out fine.
0: But not 19.
2: Not 19. (laughs) (laughs) Did
0: it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Another on on our first year on the farm was this is kind of an odd little like detail of the story is we ended up going with a beer sponsor to our so we uh we had uh some friends that work in in like distribution beer distribution here in nashville and she knew that we were going to bonnaroo and was like let me send you guys with some beer so she sent us with
1: a literal
4: a, like pallets of yeah. beer we
1: had a it was six feet tall yeah, it was full, six of, feet. full of uh, you know uh, how did you get it in through
4: that-
1: our yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, know. I, I took the <laughs> and I like it under some I Yeah, remember. I don't remember oh, us having uh, any issues. We had, a, um, we had a photography pass because we had a friend that worked at a music blog and she couldn't go and she's like, if you'll write the blog post and take a few pictures, I'll give you my pass. So we were able to go through <laughs> that way? I don't know. If
2: anyway. you do my job for me.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh. so we had a ton of beer so we were like a really popular campsite
2: are you able yeah. to say
3: what kind of beer it was?
4: A. Yeah, it
1: was Lime Kugel,
4: Summer Shandy, and Blue
1: Moon. Right.
3: Okay.
2: All right.
1: Uh Ross, how's the bus?
2: Uh it's good. I'm sitting in it right now. Uh of course I'm in my garage, not at Bonnaroo, but I'm in the bus. I'm drinking a PBR.
3: Which is exactly what he
0: would be which doing. Is exactly Bonnaroo. what I'd be doing at yeah.
2: Bonnaroo, So I'm I'm doing great. Yeah.
0: Talking yeah. about going to see a show that he's not gonna go see. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna see it. What was that, Jared? Yeah.
2: I said,
1: please be careful. Either leave the garage door open, or don't turn on the bus. If you're just gonna party <laughs> in your car in the garage all day, please be
2: careful. Okay. That's Whoops. what I've done for three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got this whole house, but for some reason,
3: I've been living in my bus. Yeah, uh, in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: get really attached to our tour van too. After we've been on the road for a long time, I'm just sort of like, no, this is my home now. Yeah, yeah. I live mm-hmm. here now. One, yeah. Uh, Last Halloween,
1: we played. We do an annual Halloween show in Nashville. And at the end of the night, it was like 3 a.m., and I was DD. And I, I was like, do, do we want to just go get a cheap hotel right now and sleep for a few hours? Chris was like, no. Let's go back to the house, and which is an hour away. So we packed all our shit up. We drove an hour all the way back to the house. It's like, by now, it's like 4 in the morning. We get to the house. She's like, I don't want to wake the pet sitter. Let's just sleep in the van. So we slept <laughs> in the back of the van. In our driveway. In our driveway. <laughs> Later, in your pastor, she was more freaked out that we were in just asleep in the van. She's like, What? Why didn't you knock on the door? or no, something? It was 3 a.m. Like, we, it that was, we
4: thought that was going to be creepy. So,
3: yeah, it is really weird. If you sleep in a van in Nashville, you're homeless. If you sleep in a van outside your house, you feel like a regular person.
0: let <laughs> be a musician. Let's yeah. be a musician. <laughs> I'm being thoughtful, okay, guys? I'm being thoughtful. So All right, I got a question, Jared, going back to what you said, uh, make it t- a little bit more serious. But we had Jim um, Jim from uh, Burris from uh, Capitol Records on earlier. Columbia. Columbia. Excuse me. It's OK. Wizard of Oz.
3: There's a lot of them. Mike me. Tyson. Them. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs>
0: um, and the idea, the question of and you guys were talking about songwriting. And so <laughs> the, the question came up of sort of how do we move forward? What a what are artists uh do does are we gonna expect albums and music about this last three months or do you go past it or I mean you know what I mean it's so universal yeah. um and, and
3: like I like I said to Jim uh I don't think that Lizzo's good as hell would work right now. Well you know,
0: probably I, not I the also same have to impact. It, it's one of my <laughs> It's one of my favorite interview quotes from all time. And I don't know who said it, but it's, Me. it was, it was related to the whole sophomore jinx thing, you know, where our, our artist has a great first album and then they spend months and months and months on a tour bus. And right. so the next album is all about life on a tour bus. Right. And and this guy said, yeah, nobody cares that your chauffeurs had a bad day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so with that in mind, that's what I'm, I mean, I, what do you do? I mean, you're you're you guys have a farm. You got all kinds of other things going on, but uh, yeah, you know what I'm asking.
4: Yeah, I I will say two things. We did start writing this record several months before any any of the current happenings. We
1: started in October.
4: Yeah, so we we were well into this record before some of these things were really on the forefront of everyone's mind. That said, I will say that this record to us, uh, the writing means more than any of our previous records, and I think that can be attributed to us having more time. When we did Glazed, we had 20 days with Patrick in the studio, and everything had to be done that minute. Like if we needed to rework a song, we had to do it sitting right there.
3: Yeah.
4: With Patrick Carney sitting a few feet away from us as we're trying to work through lyrics. And while we're extremely proud of that record, sometimes the the lyrics of it, you know, are we just kind of look back and go like, oh yeah, I remember writing this like on the spot. Well
3: I've come I've come up with I ate an apple. Is that okay? What is uh a little
4: bit of that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't feel
1: like, I mean, this is just honest. They didn't feel like our songs went by, by the time we were done in the studio, right? Over the course of a few months and listening to the album a bunch before it had been released and practicing with the band and then touring, like, they're, they're now feeling like our songs. Like, we just did a live stream thing and we had all the band play. And I was like, damn, like, we, these songs sound like our songs now because we went and played them on the road and, like, because we feel like we're growing into them. But, um but we didn't feel like they were our songs. Like literally we finished the record and then it was like rolling with the label on releasing it. And they wanted that out like quickly and everything was moving really fast. And so with this record, it's like we get to start with our first record again because our first record we spent months on and we right. took all the time in the world to formulate the right team and the right release and everything. And with that, we get to do this too. The other thing is, is like, it leveled COVID and everything in the quarantine leveled the playing field for a lot of artists because I'm literally, I, my touring schedule looks the, the same the as, same as else Lizzo's. Is. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? uh,
0: That's a great point. <laughs> and,
4: so, um, no me and Lizzo working.
3: are playing the same arena.
0: Yeah. On Instagram.
4: <laughs> no one's right. wondering like, Oh, you know why you didn't get this festival or right. that festival, or why you didn't have more tour dates. It's like no, no one has any shows, and no, you know it. So it did really just kind of like wipe this, wipe the slate clean, which is really yeah. nice. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of
1: like, and I think as a songwriter, like a lot of the, the trivial things that like, oh, like they've been a band for really long, so they like run, you know, run out their welcome, or they've put out, you know, they're like too old, or they're whatever, or you know, like I hate that. The thing that people say like where does that band band been? you know what i mean because there's like so many bands in the like middle class of like if there's like the, the lizzos and then there's like the bands that are just starting making songs on garage band and you've never heard of them and they're playing the two people then there's this weird middle class you know yeah. that's like any bands like us that are playing the smaller stages at bonnaroo up to like i don't know like group love right like group love is probably big enough to make enough on the road, but they're not as big as Lizzo. They're not headlining Saturday night at Bonnaroo. And I think like, there's so many of those bands that are just, it's, you know, it's a grind and it's, they have to work at it. And you if you
4: know, go away for 10, 10 minutes, minutes, people are like, like, where did they even go? Are they even a yeah. band? You're like, we're working so, so hard. hard. Right. <laughs>
1: so
4: now, I feel like now
1: people are just so starved for any sort of, content or music or art or anything really, and especially stuff that brings you joy and stuff too, uh, that um, I think that it's like a welcomed return to like being creative and just putting stuff out, you know what I mean? And not being too you know, precious. Well, stuff.
3: well, okay. So it's a totally natural thing. And I know it's not fun to admit, but how often do you compare yourself to other bands and other artists?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and every band does.
4: And we know better. I mean, you know, we've been at this for seven years now. We, we know better. We still do it all the time.
1: Uh, Kanye West, not a man that I generally, you know, model my personal, <laughs> you know, process off of, but he did say something Stunning. one time. Stunning. Uh, actually, in Nashville, he said something that was. Yeah, you
4: find that hard to believe, yeah. but...
1: Well, uh, he, he said something that in Nashville that was really poignant, and he was like, uh, he had been trying to work with Nike, forever and he's always wanted to have like a sponsorship with nike and do something with them and he had all these ideas and nike's always turned him down and they've always said no and he was like the point i'm trying to make is that it doesn't matter how big you are you're still going to compare yourself you're still going to get told no you're still going to have shit that you have to work towards and stuff that you might work towards and never actually achieve so like that feeling of either inadequacy or that feeling of like You know, I call it the constant, like, just small drip of, like, you know, you'll be like, one day you'll be like, ah, fuck this, I'm not going to make music anymore. And then, like, one cool person will be like, hey, I really like that song. And you're like, that's that one drip. I'm going to go back to tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like. It takes
4: very little
1: to sort of keep you going.
3: That's actually, you know, what. what, Okay, you know, I say this to you all the time, but your vulnerability, you guys' vulnerability is the thing I love the most about you. And uh, if. If anyone's actually ever listening to this, take away from it that artists are at the end of the day bands are people and human beings and yeah. even though y- it may not go into it may go into the ether a tweet that says something nice or an Instagram message and they may never respond to it but boy there's an opportunity where it might be grabbed held onto in a really good moment or a bad day of theirs and totally change um, their perspective <laughs> on something.
1: Yes.
4: Absolutely.
1: I think any artist, uh, you know, like one, just one really nice comment on like Instagram, it seems so pointless at times. But one really nice one can totally make your day. Just like yeah. one comment can like ruin your whole day. And I don't think it matters how big you are. You know what I mean?
3: True. No. It well, doesn't. and that, it's... And that again, and then again, not not every band has Penny Lane. You know, traveling yeah. with them like uh, Switchfoot or whatever the hell the band's
0: name was on so Almost Famous. All right. Yeah. I used to work. The, the guy whose position I took, a guy named Jim Ruth, uh, was a reviewer for our paper for many years. And he finally he came to me one day. I told him straight up, I want your job. I'm going to take your job. And he, he said, you can have it someday. Well, he came to me one day and um, he said, I'm quitting. I'm not doing this anymore. He'd been in a 12 step meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I'm a I'm a. Part of my job is to review records, and <laughs> it's not funny. A guy looked up at him and said, re- re- Reviewers are pawn scum. And he said, I'm not doing this ever again. But that always stuck with me. And then the other thing listening to you say that is when I read about like Dylan and you know, people who we hold up as icons talking about how this review or that review or this moment made or or motivated them um that just always stuck with me to, to hear you guys say how much it means to you because i mean from my point of view i've done them and i'm like you know it's just my opinion but uh it it, it hurts me and i and, and that whole pond scum thing hurts me so i mean i've really not done it well guess what they say about radio people uh, yeah, i hate right. to uh It's just an interesting conversation that uh, it, it means so much, but it doesn't, but it does. You know what I mean?
4: That infuriates us both that some artists do. I feel like not a lot, but the, the ones that you really hear about, you know, there have been several that we've all heard about, but when artists clap back at negative or even, not even negative, sometimes they clap back at anything less than, you know, glowing reviews. That makes us absolutely yeah. crazy. Like, I, I remember Ann Powers, wasn't it Ann Powers posted something? Yeah. I can't remember yeah. who the artist was. Fortunately, wow. I can't remember. But, like, they they basically just tore her to pieces for something yeah. she had said uh, honestly that she truly felt about their music and i just think that that is uh, just absolutely horrid mm-hmm. when artists do that like we deserve the good the bad the in between and it's all valuable and
0: well and up. there, there's always different i mean there's sometimes reviews are just the guys trying to be clever sometimes it's a you know trying to be funny i i don't That's not right. I mean, if it's an honest review, your opinion of the work, that's one thing. But
1: uh, Yeah. To be honest, I actually like when there's some criticism to our music because, uh, you know, you'll do, like, press junkets, uh, like at festivals and stuff. And it's different, like, with you guys, I feel like we became, like, friends and family, you know what I mean? Uh, But, like, you'll do, like, a five-second interview with something and they'll write some review and it'll be, like, very nice, but you can tell it's like, like you know, when somebody's just like saying a lot of nice stuff and you're like, okay, I know, but like, yeah, like but I, there's
4: no meat to it. It would to.
1: feel weird if we put out a record and Pitchfork was like 10 out of 10, no <laughs> words to say. It is perfect. I'd be like, uh, did my mom write <laughs> a review or something?
0: Yeah, something?
1: yeah. I can like kind of see my teeth into it. Like, I want to know your thoughts about, like, you know, when you ask somebody, like, what do you think of this thing I did, whatever it is, and they just go, oh, it's great, and you're like, but if you really value their opinion as a, as a music reviewer or as a listener or something, you really want their feedback. Oh, but, yeah, it's, you know, uh, well, I really Jared, like Jared, hang on a second. Let me, let me
3: I'm going to push back on you for a second, but the same thing could be said about somebody's um, food that they make at a restaurant. A chef has prepared a certain meal for you, uh, I have taken this. I've I could I, look. I said this the other day. I don't have an opinion on, on many things. I really try not to have an opinion on anything. Don't give me that look, Barry. I knew you were going to do that. But like, <laughs> I'm talking about like beer, art, you don't cocktails. ever not have an opinion. <laughs> okay, I got it. But for like food, beer, um, stuff like that, I've tried to keep my opinion away from it and just have the product the way that it was intended to have it. Uh, I try not to say words like, I like it, I don't like it, etc. I probably just try to enjoy whatever it is they were trying to present to me. That's sort of the way that I take music sometimes. This was prepared for me in a certain way based on where they were. Now, whether or not I think that they did very well, eh, it really doesn't really matter. That's what they prepared. And it would be like me telling the chef, I don't know, man, it just didn't have enough salt. Uh, I really needed
0: some more garlic. No, uh, I just, so, I don't
3: know if I'm I'm I don't know if that's
0: where no, I need so, to be. I I mean this conversation took an interesting turn but the yeah. way we've always <laughs> approached it and the way I've always told our our especially our young uh, new writers it's pretty simple. It's two questions. What's the artist trying to say and did they do it well? Uh-huh. And if you approach it that way, doesn't matter if it's supposed to be, you know, a dumb film stupid you know it's caddyshack it's it's whatever or it's uh you know 2001 what are they trying to say and did they do it well and if you just approach it from that way it doesn't really matter to your point brad what's the chef i mean was he trying to make a hot dog or was he trying to make uh you know whatever um cocovon i mean you know pancakes pancakes <laughs> yeah peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah.
4: I think, yeah. too, if if we have met the writer, uh, I sometimes feel like they have a harder time writing something negative. Well, because yeah.
0: well it's because y'all are the nicest two people. I, well, well, no, it's, it, you're, it's
3: hard to hate up close. It's really yeah. hard to hate
0: up close.
1: Yeah. So, well, we also you. like loved, that's why we loved working with Patrick, because he was like really good at telling us yeah, he's like, not his opinions. Like that. <laughs> and that's also why I love writing songs with her, because she'll tell me if something sucks. And I know, I think it's a level of trust. Like, Brad, if you're like just telling, if you go to, I don't know, Taco Mama Cita in Nashville, and you're just like, oh, I didn't have enough salt. You know what I mean? The person would be like, all right, well. We, we
3: have a Taco Mama Cita in Chattanooga. It never doesn't have enough salt. <laughs> it
1: doesn't uh, <laughs> has enough salt. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think that like, uh, we, uh, I, I think that it's better when I know that she has the best interest in mind because I trust her opinion and if I like wrote a song and she was just like, yeah, it's fine. It, cool. it works. We can put it on the record. I'm like, I need more. I need a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? And I, I think that uh, it's so
3: fascinating. It's so fascinating because what you're what you're yeah. describing what you're describing is is a process that is very collaborative, and um, which a lot of those things work. A lot of artists have, have worked very well like that. But then there are those artists that don't give a damn what anybody says, and this is what it's going to be. I, I had when I had that conversation with with Ed O'Brien from Radiohead a few weeks ago, the way that he interacted with Tom York was basically like, uh, he just gives me the songs, man. <laughs> You know, it's yeah, like, that's there's a no great... collaboration here. It's right. it's my way, and I know it's fucking right, and I don't care what you say.
0: That's yeah. a great, uh, that's a great uh, pull, Brad. Actually, that was a really good conversation, and it's part of what I was gonna say because I ask artists this all the time: who's the who's the voice in your ear that tells you? Eh-uh. Oh, it is
4: me. I. Uh... But
0: everybody's got to have that, right? Yeah. You think.
4: It... Ra-
1: Barry, that happened yesterday. I was like playing her. Um, a track i had worked on and i was like all right i'm gonna play you this first round and it's gonna have a solo that i know you're gonna hate but (laughs) if i don't play it for you then i'll always wonder if maybe just like one percent of you might be like oh no because once in a while she'll throw me totally off i'll be like you're gonna hate this thing i'll play it for she's like no it's awesome keep it and i'm like Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm going to play for you. You're probably going to hate it. But we just got, I got to know. And I
4: played, she goes, yeah, I hate that.
3: <laughs> there's a guitar right behind you. Let's hear it. If
4: there are horns in it, I'm, I'm, But there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to like
3: it. Yeah, she doesn't like horns so I, in her music. Wow, no same. kidding. The, that's a thats the, a big piece of news. I did not I know
0: did, that. Similar with my wife. I did a project I was proud of. I mean, it's a pretty public thing. And I come home and I'm like, well, did you see it? Yeah. And I said, what do you think? Well, you didn't flub it up like I thought you would.
3: <laughs> you <laughs> Man, I, I do this. You know, I you did think
0: this, that would hurt, but just, it's exactly what I expected from her.
3: <laughs> just the other night, I, walk, I walked through the house and I, I was like, uh, I had a joke, right? And I was like, I was really proud of this joke. And I walked through the house and Hillary goes, Yeah, that's not funny. And I said, You don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she was right, probably, right? No, it's a, yeah. it a good joke. It was a good we joke.
1: We show each other memes all day long, and to, and we just like keep one-upping each other. But sometimes I'll show her a meme, she like, I don't I, get it. I don't get it at all. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let me
0: take let me take this to Brad. He'll think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think uh, it's important everybody has that. So I don't you guys, think
4: that's corners. Like if I know that he's just like doing something that. He's not really pushing himself. I just won't let him do that to himself or to me, who is also in the band. <laughs> you know, I just am like, no. Like, even if we have to spend a week, you know, reworking this, like, we just have to. Like, yeah. it's not your best, and we have to get this together. Do, do you
3: have a now? Jared would probably be a better answer to this, but do, Kristen, do you have a? Um, do you have a thing? Where you're trying to tell him it's not good enough, but you don't want to hurt his feelings with it. Do you have a thing like,
1: "Oh, it's cute"? We used to have that. Um, like, she, her whole thing is like she'll be like, one thing she'll say is, uh, "This that might be a good song for your solo album." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how. I write. <laughs> the other one is like she'll be like, "I think you're pulling too much from your pop punk roots." Oh yes,
4: those are the two things. Every now and then he'll have a song that I'm like, whoa, we're yeah. like all American rejects right now or something. <laughs> then I'm like, I love this band, but that is not this band.
1: Literally yesterday, I was just, I was, I had a melody in my head, so I was playing it on guitar. The electric guitar wasn't even plugged into an amplifier. And I was just playing it in the music room with the door shut. Like, she comes out, she opens the door, she goes, that sounds exactly like On My Own, Here We Go by Green Day. <laughs>
4: Stop there like, right, right now <laughs> before you go any further. Yeah, and then did. I did because it's harder <laughs> for him to accept the criticism. Although I will say, a blanket, you're very good, especially for an artist. You're very, very good about feedback and not being too precious and not like. Yeah. You, generally, you want the feed. He wants my feedback. But I'd like to not let him get too far down the road on something that I know isn't gonna work for us because it's mm. harder if he's spent more time on it. Right. So he spent a couple minutes on this yesterday, and I just was like, <laughs> yeah, "It's never to it I'm like, "Stay to me," so we just right. stop it right there. Yeah,
1: and uh, it's like for me, it's never my feelings are never hurt if she's like, "That's not gonna work." It's only just sometimes frustrating if you have like it's easy in your mind to correlate time spent with value right but that's Mm. not always the case with art right Mm. some it's not like it's not that
3: case with people you're right with anything in the world
4: that's right right. we've
1: made songs that took us like three hours and it's done and we're like wow and it was and, and ended up on the record we've had songs that we've spent months on and ended up on a record and neither one is like judged by the amount of time we spent on it but for me if i spent like 12 hours on a song, and she comes in, she's like, I'm not feeling this. You you want to be like, I spent 12 hours on it. You know what I mean? But, try to catch them yeah. quick. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I
0: wanna, we, our big uh, joke at the paper is, now don't take this the wrong way. Right. N- nothing good ever yeah. follows that. <laughs>
3: I, I want to come back to this. I want to come back to this thing real quick, because uh, uh, we'll let you go here in a second. So thanks for stopping by uh, Virtual Camp Nut Butter. Uh, but you don't like songs with horns in them?
2: Okay. <laughs> that is...
3: Yeah. Baffling to me. Hello, Otis. Goodbye, Otis Redding. Goodbye, anything from the '60s. Goodbye, uh, Alabama Shakes. Goodbye, Saint Paul and the Broken Bones.
0: Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh my God.
4: Um, I love a lot of '60s songs, but my '60s vibes are like, you know, the Birds and Peter, Paul and Mary and things like that. Not a lot of horn-based stuff. I generally speaking like you know sauces that are creamy and things that are <laughs> <laughs> things that are gentle and like. Lovely. She doesn't like
1: marinara sauce. Like she doesn't like red sauce. I swear
3: to God, <laughs> I swear to God, I think that that is going to be a lyric of you guys one day. Sauces better creamy. <laughs>
4: I have a feeling harsh.
3: That's
1: really
4: they're good. They're either harsh or they're like, woo, like right. frivolous, like silly.
1: But she does love 12-string guitar. Anything jangly. 12-string. She likes jangly, just not God, like horny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that an instrument,
3: jangly? Is that an official <laughs> instrument? <laughs> who plays the-, is who plays
1: the jangles
3: on the new Repeat Repeat album?
1: <laughs> there <laughs> are some songs. <laughs> some There's some songs. There was something recently. I can't remember it. But I was like, she was like, I really like that song. And I was like, it's got a lot of horns in it. She's like, yeah, I know.
2: But um,
4: Every now and then one slips through.
2: Right. That's oh, man, I love to... the Jangles. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> my favorite yeah. band is the Jangles.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, that's stunning to me
2: because, I,
3: I mean, look, I, it's just such a different world than, than if it doesn't have horns, you can just trash it. I don't even want it. You know, I love horns so much. I mean, I am a sucker. I'm all my,
4: all the horn songs, then. You can, you can have
3: those. Yeah. I am a, I'm a sucker for them. Like, uh, you know, What's, I your feel like, What's your sauce? What's your sauce preference? <laughs> I, to, but to her point, I'm I'm a cream guy. Like I like I want all cream sauce all the time. I like a marinara, fine, but I want a cream sauce. But what I what I'd say is, uh, you know, music I, is food. I'm the biggest I'm the biggest mark in the world because if you send me something with a horn in it, I I, I guess I'm gonna play this on the radio. Well, I, I mean, should, you can literally fart in a mar- microphone, and I would uh, with a horn. And eh,
1: I'm okay with that. I can tell you in advance, Brad. There is one song. On the record, Headspace, I uh, uh, haven't heard yet, that has a lot of horns at the end. Because it's supposed to be this, like, end of the world kind of feel, triumphant and sad all at the same time. And, it, and you're going to be, because I'm just telling you now, so you don't give me that phone call. And you're like, I thought you didn't like horns. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we got some horns on this record. We experimented. But yeah, you know, just. Uh, Interesting. So I, I played with this thing, and it had this, like, I don't. The, the, like I listen to this band, the Viagra Boys. They're like, uh, they're like, if Huey Lewis in the news did crack, basically. It's just like, yeah.
2: And she doesn't really like the them.
1: I'm, our neighbors got mad at me for playing it really loud on the porch one day. Whole thing. So I was trying to put this saxophone solo in a song, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just weird enough that I was not like it. And she was like, oh, she was like having a physical. Oh. I like- It was like somebody put. A marinara sauce in her mouth, and
3: she was like, No, I can't do this. I, I just can't. I, the math on this doesn't add up, man. I just cannot get for two to two equals five on this. It yeah, makes so no sense.
0: If, if, if there's sense. Any, so, any songwriters out there, just watch this episode and you'll figure it all out. Yeah, this is no how kidding. you do it.
3: All right, let's, uh, let's pull it back to, to Bonnaroo for a second. You guys uh, couldn't go to Bonnaroo last year because you were on tour at the Keys. Uh, were, were you planning on going this year?
4: I think we were planning on going this year. I'm trying to remember what our plans were before, yeah. before everything changed. You
3: yeah, didn't I'm even like, think about it. So so in December, when you're like writing some stuff, you didn't even think about, uh, well, we could drive down the road and go to Bonnaroo?
4: I think we assumed we would also be on tour in the summer. And no, I no, think no. we also assumed trips. we would not be.
1: We were doing trips. Well, that
4: too. Oh, yeah. oh right.
1: So instead of like this year, we were going to just. We haven't. We actually never went on a honeymoon because we like came home and then had to go tour. So we were gonna. T- we were gonna basically play like a handful of shows and then the rest of the year work on the record. And then we had like four vacations lined up. For Christmas, I bought her all new luggage because we were, were gonna go to Scotland and drink scotch. And then, so, and then all the shit happened. So she's got really nice luggage that we can't use for another like, year. <laughs> brand new luggage brand new new still luggage. like wrapped so we weren't planning ha- going to music business. we wanted to just go do stuff we never get to that's do right. uh, well, pack, okay.
0: pack up all the luggage and go out in the driveway and sleep in the van tonight yeah
1: okay. just but pretend right. you
0: and take a bottle of scotch
1: like <laughs> pretend we're at bonner or on tour because if we're pretending like we're on tour I, I should also throw some money in the trash <laughs> 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 And uh, one of my pets should get sick, and but I can't get home fast enough. <laughs> <up. laughs>
4: you should stay up for three nights because yeah. there's literally no time uh, to sleep. Someone,
1: with like a, someone should call themselves the venue owner and yell at me. It should be <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I miss you guys uh, like crazy. And uh, hopefully, I'm so glad to see you. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited about the new stuff. And, um, you know, take your time with it. Add some horns. It'll be all right. Sure.
4: You're on our short list of people that when, when it is appropriate to be social again, that okay, you're on that list.
3: Okay. Well, I hope, I hope you like New Orleans in the summer because it is hot, 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 <laughs> hot. By the way, here's the thing. I, we've sat here for a few hours and I've sweat so much and I stink so bad because of this New Orleans humidity. I feel like I'm at, uh, I'm at Bonnaroo. I feel like I'm at there. Are we all smelling the same or is it just me?
4: I mean, Russ is in his garage.
2: So <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I smell pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, Jared and Kristen, I'm sure it is up there too. We're we are so mad that this weather is so unbelievable uh, this uh, week. It's killing us. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's rough, guys. Uh, uh the, the
4: Twitter people and yeah. uh, like play Bonnery once, and you you have these this like collection of people that you as you guys know you're friends with forever so all of our Twitter feed is a bunch of people really sad that this weather is so beautiful this yeah. weekend
3: it is uh one of the hardest things that uh, you know quarantine was was tough but this sucks this really really sucks we, when we woke up yesterday morning and felt our air and then looked at the weather forecast it was just a knife in the back it was it was it was the worst, worst thing that you could have thrown onto our week that we could have already. It was bad enough, but boy, yeah. stab us a little bit more because uh, yeah. the weather was is just too, too perfect. It, it would have been, and I don't know if you guys spent much time with the lineup because if you weren't planning on going, I don't know why you would. But this was the, fantastic. This, this was the day that will go down as is a day that may be the greatest festival day of all time. I mean, this lineup today, just today, was unbelievable from front to back. And uh, to to be that useless piece of paper that Taco's <laughs> holding up. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? And it, and I it, mean, it this weather. oh, man, I can't imagine.
0: I mean this sincerely. It, it hit us hard yesterday, and and Brad and Taco and I have talked about it. We we our group talked all day yesterday, and then all of a sudden, I mean, we're going to talk to you guys today and Jim Burris um it's it's helped a bunch i mean y'all the connection that we had when you guys came to camp met the world so um it, it's really cool that you're doing this well, really it, really cool
1: Like family to us and uh yeah y'all will be some of the first to hear the record when it's done so all right yeah. good
3: all right well uh we'll we'll talk to you then i guess you guys be safe enjoy well, the farm
1: well, hopefully we'll talk to you plenty more between then and now but y'all have a wonderful weekend. And pretend it's Bonru. Um, well, I, I
3: did, Before you go, I, I got to tell Barry this. I did offer to help Jared uh, build his uh, uh, back patio, and <laughs> Barry will, will, will <laughs> testify as to how good I am with my handy skills.
0: So uh, there is a silver lining to this pandemic. You, you didn't have to have Brad try to help you fix anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you well, both
0: are, both are winners.
1: By <laughs> I mean, time this is all over, y'all can come over and have a drink on the porch.
3: You can't wait. It's going to be a Absolutely. big drive, but uh, we'll do it. We'll sleep in the van. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 All right, there you go. The repeats. Uh, another surprise guest on the uh, What Podcast virtual Camp Nut Butter experience. Uh, I guess we've got some more surprise guests along the way this weekend, huh?
0: Were they our first? Were they the first to come Yeah, on the first ones us? ever Maybe. to
3: do a backstage uh, Podcast at Bonnaroo ever? Yeah, not love just ours
0: guys. ever. Love those guys. Yeah, and it was huge. It was, I mean, not huge. It was, it was terrific. So yeah, I love it. Sweet. Yeah. So
3: when we were talking to Jim earlier today, I meant to tell him, but we ran out of time. Uh, there was nobody for
0: Decca. He works for VJ Records. Yeah. DECA? Yeah, just,
3: Deca? just say some bunch of letters. <laughs> the, uh, there was nobody more excited this year than, than Lennon Stella. When I, when we talked at at Lollapalooza, she could not stop talking about coming on the show and, and, and coming to camp. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, just chalk another one. Put another one on the board. Put another heartbreak on the board.
0: Yeah, well, she'll be a guest.
3: Yep. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we'll see you next time.
2: Uh, hey. whoever uh, we got next.
0: Taco, you have a phone number in front of you? Yes. We have Let's a phone number right set up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's share that right now. Yeah. Let's share that right now.
2: We have a virtual mailbox set up that you can call in. Oh, and okay. and give us your thoughts about you know this weekend about Bonnaroo about what you'd be doing. Okay. Uh, you ready for the number? I'm ready for the number.
3: It's like a, is this like some sort of telethon? Do I have to give some money?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Okay. laughs> v- Venmo me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The number is four two three. Uh huh. Six six seven. Seven eight seven seven. Oh, it's
0: That it is, oh, yeah. yeah. Call that. Tell us your favorite Bonnaroo moments. Uh yeah. tell us uh, you know, Brad's hair, good or bad, tell us there's, whatever. There's no there's no other than good or great. I think this uh, is gonna way, be a lot of fun.
3: This is something we did at camp. We we left a recorder in the mailbox at Camp Nut Butter and uh, got a whole bunch of audio. So this is our virtual way of doing it, right?
0: Yeah, I'm really
2: excited yeah. about it. This could be call, a lot of fun. Call we leave all... a message, we'll play it on the air. Yeah.
0: there you go. Have some fun mm. with it.
2: Yep.
3: All right, guys, uh, till next time. Till next time, we get back to virtual camp. It should be uh, here in a couple hours. See you then. Hey, 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 hey. How y'all Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands this year that matter? Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder.